Welcome to the Junk Refund Show, hosted by Alan J. Cook, founder of 1-800-JUNK-REFUND. Have you ever paid those expensive junk removal companies to take away some of your stuff? Only to say to yourself, as a truck drives off down the street, some of that stuff wasn't junk. Did they try to sell it for you and give you some money back? No. Well... Now there is a company that can do just that. Listen to our weekly junk refund show on BBS Radio TV to learn how one lady spent $375 on junk removal and got $3,200 back. 1-800-JUNK-REFUND represents the next generation of junk removal. Learn how to not only save your money on junk removal, but how to get some money coming back. Plus, purchase one of our radio vouchers during the show to save even more on your junk removal. Let's get the junk out of your home and out of your life. Now, with your host, Alan J. Cook. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Junk Refund Show. I am coming to you live today from the air-conditioned cab of an Enterprise rental truck parked backwards in a lady's uh, driveway here in Rockville, Maryland. We are cleaning out a uh, house here. Some uh, A lady passed away. Her husband had passed away a few years earlier. The kids got together. They purchased one of our Labor Day specials, which I'm going to tell you more about in the show, that they purchased the special so we would clean out the house, and they are saving over 40% on the cost of a junk removal job um, with this job. So I am sitting here while my buddy is inside tearing up some carpet and cutting it up, and we're going to throw it in the back of the truck as part of the deal. So welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Every Thursday at 3 o'clock, we talk about how to get the junk out of your out of your living room and out of your garage, but also out of your life. And one of the ways to do that, and especially from a business standpoint, is through proper advertising. And I am thrilled to have as my guest today Eric Selby, who is the general manager of Insight Street Media in Sterling, Virginia. Eric, can you hear me okay? I sure can, Alan. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm, I love having you on. You sound you sound like you're like on the other side of the truck here. You sound like you're right next to me. So that's that's <laughs> awesome. You sound great. Um, I'm going to brag about you a little bit as we go through the show, Eric, because I'm very excited about what you're doing for our company. But tell us just like general terms. Tell everybody about Insight Street Media and what you guys do. Certainly, certainly, Alan. Th- and thanks for the opportunity. Um, in I, I have. Uh, been with Insight Street Media for, for a couple of years now, and I have a background in the out-of-home industry for 30 years, but uh, specifically for, about Insight Street Media, I love working for this company. They are a great firm, and what, they, what we do is, you know, you think about uh, out-of-home advertising, and what aver- out-of-home advertising is, is, you know, billboards, bus shelters, uh, the advertising on the buses. Anything that you see advertised uh, when you're not at your house. So, so if it's, it's not television, it's not radio, etc. And what I love about Insight Street Media is that certainly there are 
national campaigns. You know, you have the, the Geico campaigns. You have the Coca-Cola campaigns and Microsoft. I love working what I like to call, or many folks call, hyper-local. And what that means is that if there's a business on Main Street, South Main Street and, and Apple, Apple Avenue, I go to that, that business and say, hey, we have an asset that would make sense for you to advertise on, so it directly, it almost becomes like a point of purchase, if you will. It, it's, it's another storefront, if you will. It directly uh, informs folks that they can go straight to the front door and open the door. And, and really, I think with any business, whether it's you know a gift shop, a, a food, a grocery store, or a uh, junk refund company like yourself, what what you Thank want you. is yeah, of course. And what you want are, are folks just opening your door because I can't necessarily sell your wares, your services, your products for you. That's for you to do. But what I can do is get those people take get your name, your your website, your phone number from the subconscious, if you will, to the conscious. So, you know, does everyone have junk, for instance? Absolutely, they do in their house. But you don't, you know, there are, there are points in your, during your year, you know, <clears throat> whether it's spring cleaning or fall or, you know, before the holidays or even in the summer, we had the kids around to help you. You're like, oh, I really need to, to get rid of this stuff in my house. It's, it's great stuff, but it's not something I need to have in my, my home anymore. What I do is, I, again, bringing the subconscious to the conscious. So when folks think of, of getting rid of junk, they think, of 1-800-JUNK-REFUND because your storefront was on the streets. That's a great explanation. And I'm, I'm very excited about what you're doing for us. I, I also want to just follow up. You are the general manager for Insight Street Media. What, what does that involve specifically for your, your job? Well, what it involves, actually, my, my, my title has been changed to district manager, and, and what that means really is that, you know, I oversee the DMV. And for folks who aren't in wa- the Washington metropolitan area, the DMV is D.C., Maryland, Virginia. So I am responsible for the marketing, the sales of advertising for the company in you know, northern Virginia, D.C., Maryland. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you've got something like 20 years, I think you said, right? Maybe longer of experience in the advertising business. I do. I actually have 30 years experience. And, and, and I've, you know, I've spent time in Manhattan. I've, I've done the, you know, the national, uh, you know, the, 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 the clear channels, the CBS outdoors, outfronts, JC decodes. I've worked for these companies. I just love working locally. I just love, you know, you, you see, you know, you see direct, uh, response. You see direct effectiveness. You see direct um, uh, success, and you see folks who are really happy with what they're receiving. And and what they're receiving are people who are, pick, you know, calling on their phones. People who are opening up the doors. People who are knocking on their doors, saying, "Okay, we either we don't know what your service is. Tell us more about it," which is always a great opportunity for you. Or they say, "We need your service. You know, what can you do for me?" Which is even a better. So it, it's it's kind of a win-win as long as we get that message out there, which I think is the most important thing. I think that's great. You, you by the way, you could host a radio show. You have a great voice on the radio. I'm just telling you <laughs> oh, that. Thank you. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're good at that. 
So, folks, let me tell you how I got involved with Eric and with his company. Um, in the junk removal business, uh, the Washington, D.C. area historically is the best area in the country for a junk removal business. I'm in Montgomery County, Maryland, in the Bethesda, Maryland area. And 15 years ago, maybe something like that, the 1-800-GOT-JUNK guys got started in this area. And I saw the effectiveness and the explosive growth of their business and their franchise. I think the of that company is the number one franchise in the country. That is data from, that's a few years old, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that's still the case. And this is also the home of a couple of young, brilliant guys who started College Hunks Hauling Junk by writing a, it was an entrepreneurial concept. They wrote this paper about, you know, junk removal and calling it College Hunks Hauling Junk. They won the contest, got a $10,000 prize. And I thought, man, wouldn't that be cool? You could go out and, you know, get a truck or two and get stuck. They celebrated. So I'm in the middle of some really smart, successful junk removal companies. And what you see, and, and this is perhaps a little bit of irony, what you see all over town are yard signs stuck in medians or at the, you know, the, the beginning of the off-ramp on a freeway or at your favorite street corner about junk removal. And the, the idea that a junk removal company would stick a yard sign or 30 or 100 around the community, and then you have to think about what happens to these signs. These signs get picked up either by, you know, local jurisdictions because they're not supposed to be there, or they get run over or they fall down during a windstorm and they end in the street, and, you know, who knows. But you'll see these signs kind of junking up our community as well when they're not still standing up, etc. And that's always bugged me as the owner of a junk removal business. I just think we're in the business of cleaning up the county, not cluttering up the county. So one of the reasons that Eric and I kind of teamed up here, and, and in fact, it goes back to a brilliant move on, on his part and his company's part. I did a promotion for a discounted price to get, you know, a bunch of pickup trucks of stuff hauled away, for example. And Eric saw it and went to his company and said, hey, let's get, he went to his guy that's kind of keeping the shop clean out in Sterling. And they bought eight of these. That was, I was probably seven or $800 purchase, right? That's normally double that. And so we went out and started cleaning out Eric's business and having a great time doing it. And it dawned on me a few days after that, I thought, now, wait a minute, here's a guy who is trying to sell advertising, who's putting money in my pocket and taking advantage of our services, which is a great move on his part, to make his business better. I need to go back to that guy and make his business better and take money out of my pocket and give it to him. It was a great move on Eric's part. I've also been to his home, and I've been to his home and cleaned out some stuff there, some just some stuff out of his garage. So... Eric has made me money. That's my, my bottom line. And I thought, I need to go back and make Eric some money. That's the right thing to do. And I don't want to do yard signs and stick them in the streets. I want to do something one step above that. So I, I am I, yeah, how excited I am because I'm not sure I have the right words, but I am doing backflips 
over the idea that a couple of weeks from now we have our first bus shelter ad going up in the Tyson's Corner, Virginia area that talks about what we do, and it's not one of these cheap, you know, yard signs sticking up in somebody's, you know, median in their community. And I just feel like it's one step above what's been going on. I have, you know, when I drive to church, I go down 16th Street in Washington, D.C. to go to church. And when I drive down, it, it, there's a section of the median there as you're going south that had five different junk removal companies, yard signs, stuck in the ground, one behind another. Now, suppose every business in the, in the DMV did that and stuck a yard sign in a median. There would be an outcry from the community because it's so cluttered. But for some reason, the junk removal companies have, they've basically copied what 1-800-GOT-JUNK did, who started doing this, putting them in the, the, in the medians, and it's just, there's just no stop to it. So I am thrilled to be working with Eric's company to try to leapfrog over that, so to speak, and do something that is better and classier and cleaner and just better for the community, plus Nobody needs to pick up our sign and toss it, and it's not going to get in anybody's way. Um, Eric, any thoughts on your your side about kind of what we're doing and what, what we're getting ready to do? You guys have been terrific to work with, and I'm really, as hopefully you can tell, I'm really excited about getting something started here and kind of set a new tone for the way junk removal companies advertise, and I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I, I think a couple of, of you know, maybe I'm, I'm reinforcing what you're saying, but I think I'm not sure if it's um, a hypocritical or, or considered irony. I'm not sure what, but, but your point is absolutely right. You have a junk removal business industry that's putting this, what, what you know, oftentimes we call urban blight, if you will, on, on uh, medians across the neighborhood. a good description for it, yeah. And not only does is it you know counterintuitive to what you know the business is trying to do for the consumer, but I also think you know you're losing money because I know you know I I live in Sterling, but I drive around Ashburn and I drive throughout Loudoun County, um, Virginia, which is the uh, number one median household uh, income in the nation. And what what that reflects is that. Um, the, the cities, the towns, the HOAs go out on a weekly basis and pick these signs up. And then the companies turn around and put them in again. And I think to myself, the amount of money that's being spent just producing and, and it's not about just you know production of, of a product to put in the ground. It's really about your time. And I think and that, that really t- falls into a lot of what you know, I think you're, you're doing is that you know, you're helping people with their time. And I think time, you know, you can have all the money or as little money in, in the world, but there's nothing more valuable than time. Because, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's the end of the day or the end of your life, time is the most valuable thing. So I think that folks need to put a value on their own time. It's like, you know, if, if, I'm, if I get paid X amount of dollars a year, you can break that down to hours. And if I'm spending X amount of hours putting signs up or taking signs down or whatever, that, that's, a, that's a really huge waste of your money. And secondly, I think that it's really important, something that you said, is that you, know, you are placing your message 
And in the message needs to be simple, of course, but you're placing your simple message, your call to action message in a, a piece of street furniture that is in the community that's there to help the community because a shelter is there, hence the name, it's there to shelter the, the bus rider, the, the, the resident of that neighborhood from sun, from rain, from snow, whatever. And I think that, that it adds a level of class to your messaging. And, and also, you, you were really brilliant in thinking about um, one, one thing that, you know, I'll, I'll brag on Alan here. He thought about, hey, where, where should my message be placed? And, and you really thought through what, what areas make sense. You thought about, you know, the, the, the household incomes. You thought about the businesses that are around. And together, we worked out a, a location that we, we believe will be m- most advantageous for your message, not only to catch people in that neighborhood, but because it's, you know, it's, it's an area, if you aren't from the, the D.C. area, it's called Tyson's, uh, Tyson's Virginia or Tyson's Corner if you're old school. But the, um, it is an area, it's a destination shopping area, upscale shopping area. So folks from all around the D.C. area, Maryland, D.C., even West Virginia, come into Tyson's and shop. So you're getting a lot more eyeballs and a lot more valuable eyeballs based on how you're advertising and where you're advertising. Thank you. I, I'm going to give you an example. I'm just going to kind of pick your brain and your expertise, Eric, of some of the do's and don'ts in the advertising business that people should just keep in mind. Let me give you one that's kind of close to home, and I'm just going to invite you to kind of comment on it and, and add to this. Um, sure. I mentioned that, that when I go to down 16th Street in, in Washington, we built on, they call it Church Alley, we'll call it, but there are dozens and dozens of churches on that street. And when we go in and build a building, and this one was a brand new building, and some of the neighbors were concerned, you know, there's going to be a lot of traffic here because we do the Festival of Lights up at the Mormon Temple and stuff. Uh, right. And people were just afraid, uh-oh, we're going to get you know, a bunch of people coming in. So we had to put underground parking in the uh, – we rarely do. I've never seen it before. But we did it here for the benefit of the neighborhood, right? So then, as a general rule, when we do a building, we put on the face of the building, facing the street, the name of the church, Right. And right. then you get cars coming down 35 miles an hour on 16th Street going past. Nobody ever turns their head suddenly 90 degrees to look at the side of the building to read the name of the church. And even if they do, they don't have time to focus on what the name is and et cetera. They're going to get their eyes back onto the road and go straight down the road, right? So right. I was kind of on a, a committee, so to speak, when they were building this and the millions of dollars. This was a very expensive chapel or church for us to build. But we needed it, so we built it. And I made the point to kind of the secretary of the committee, make sure you put the sign facing the traffic, not the right. street. Because nobody's going to read it from the street. You're trying to get the traffic's attention, and they put the sign in not 100% parallel to the street. They tipped it slightly south, maybe five degrees and they put it in there, which unfortunately turns the back of the sign towards the traffic coming from the north. Right. And I right. don't know. I'm not trying to publicly criticize what we did, but I'm just trying to make the point and use it as a point for advertising. 
that you're trying to get the message out to the people driving by the street, right? Mm-hmm. So we do, we do a weekly Bible study. And I've been involved with this for like a year and a half, and I got one of these A-framed white plastic signs that somebody threw away at the county dump. It was there at the dump, and I asked the guys, can I take this for a church? They said, yeah. So I took it and made some nice signs on both sides and stuck it right on basically next to a tree out in front that faces the traffic coming north and south. 30,000 cars a day are now being invited, the people in those cars being invited, to come hang out with us for a Bible study, right? Because the sign faces the traffic. Now, that's an, that's an example that's near and dear to my heart, but I want to come back. We're going to take a break here for about a minute real quick. But with that as a lead-in, Eric, I would love to just tap your expertise and have you tell us about some of the common mistakes that people make in advertising, be it a bus shelter, be it where you put your church, be it whatever, you know, in an airport, which I know you've had a lot of experience with. Mm-hmm. When we come back, I want you to just fill us in on some of the common mistakes that people make in advertising. I'll tell you some that I've seen, but we're going to try to help listeners with, and even people that listen to this on a podcast, do better advertising through some simple, simple moves. I'm Alan Cook. I'm the host of the Junk Refund Show here on BBS Radio. My guest is Eric Selby, one of the pros in the Washington, D.C. area with advertising. Hang on for about a minute. We'll take a a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with more insights in how to get the junk out of your advertising life and do it right. We'll be back in just a minute. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff, especially the good stuff? At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook. Every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Welcome back to the Junk Refund Show. It's Alan Cook coming to you live from the air-conditioned cab of an Enterprise rental truck as we're cleaning out a house in Rockville, Maryland. My guest is Eric Selby from Insight Street Media. And we were talking just before the break about some of the common mistakes that people make in advertising. I gave one example of something that's happening or did happen with us from a church standpoint that we kind of resolved in a little bit of a makeshift way. Eric, what are some of the common mistakes you see people and companies make in the advertising world? Well, I think, you know, some of the common mistakes, and there are tons of them, some of the main ones that I come across include really about – creative that they put together. And when I say creative, I mean the words and the pictures that you put into your, your signage or your advertising, whatever it is. And I think a lot of folks think that they can take an, an advertising piece from one medium and put it into another. And what I mean by that, you know, you might see an ad in a magazine. 
killer. It's you know, beautiful, it's eye-catching, the colors are great, there's tons of information, and they'll say, hey, we love this ad, we're going to put this in, for my purposes, into a bus shelter. And, and the first thing I'll say is that you just cannot do that. And reason being is that, you know, to your point about placement, you know, your, your best-case scenario with advertising, especially out-of-home advertising, is being in front of the eyeballs of your consumer. And for, for my purposes, you want that sign perpendicular, you know, as you drive by to, um, to, to, to the, the consumer or the, whoever you're trying to, to reach. And so when you're driving by, there is what we call a seven-second rule. If you can't read it and understand it in seven seconds, you've lost them. So what you want to do is make sure you have something that's very eye-catching, which a lot of folks don't, you know, they, they, they choose colors that don't make sense. They choose um, too much verbiage that just is, is just, you, know, you put a chapter of a book on an, advert, or an ad, folks just don't have time to read all this. And, and sometimes, you know, we're all guilty of it. If there's too much uh, information coming at you, it becomes static and you hear nothing at all or you see nothing at all. And the most important thing, you retain nothing at all. And the goal of advertising, no matter what your business is, is to make sure that when the consumer walks away from that advertising, they retain something. They retain, they remember the picture, they remember the logo, they remember the phone number. If it says, you know, 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, you know exactly, you know, you, you know, you remember that. Or you see, you see something that catches your eye that you remember that when you need that service, that product, you can reach out to those folks. If there's too much information, it's just they're not going to remember anything. And so I think one, one big one is think about how much information. What you want is, you know, name, uh, something that's eye-catching, and call to action. And, then, and I know we're on the radio and you can't show, uh, you know, you can't, you can't present it like it's television or, or, or in person. But, like, the, the, the ad that you put together is great because it's, it's – uh, it's a picture that catches everyone's eye, name of the business, and call to action, which is your phone number or website. And that's exactly what you need. So I think one thing is that people are, you know, so to, to sort of re, re, recap what I said, you don't want you for each advertising effort that someone does, they should make sure that they reinvent the wheel, if you will, for that particular medium. So if, if we're doing radio advertising, let's think about, you know, what's the best way to catch the radio listener? If we're doing television advertising, what's, what's the best way to catch the viewer? And if you're doing out-of-home advertising, what's the best way to catch the, the, the consumer going by your ad? And you, you can go, you know, you really can go by t- tons of billboards, tons of airport advertising, tons of, of uh, bus shelters, uh, recycling bins, whatever that has advertising. And immediately you can just by like looking at it from a different perspective, say, Hey, you know what? That advertising is so effective. You know, think, think about what McDonald's does, you know, that they just put the M and they say three miles up, up the road. And you know, what talk about a call to action, you know, you know, they don't have to say anything else. And, and the reason they do that, and certainly McDonald's is iconic and you know, the, 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 the golden arches, but they do it before they were even iconic, they did it that way because they understood the, the need to get the message out as quickly as possible and, and to communicate 
is in as very few words as possible. Great thoughts. I, I was thinking about, and this is a quick shout out to Len the Plumber, who I think has, I was told one time he has the most successful private plumbing business in the United States. Wow. And he is up around the Baltimore area, but he has ads on much, many different, you know, um, venues, so to speak. But the, right. the interesting thing about what he does is there's never a phone number. There's not a website. There's not a phone number. It just says Len the plumber. And then it'll say, you know, is your drain overclogged? Len the pl- call Len the plumber, you know, and, but there's never a phone number there. And I think sometimes people get um, confused about just how simple you want to keep the message. I think, I think they have a great example of how they do it. Another, another, you know, even talking about a competitor, the one 800 got junk guys did a brilliant job in designing their trucks and their name. And it just has 1-800-GOT-JUNK on the side of the truck with colors that you'll recognize and see. It's not plastered with a whole bunch of information that you're not going to read and you're not going to remember. And and I, I appreciate what you're saying. When I see advertisements, I see a lot of advertisements for different different businesses, and there are misspelled words on the sign. Right. <laughs> I just think, you know... I mean, I just kind of think, well, God bless you, but if you can't spell the word right, how do I know you're going to do your service correctly, right? I mean, right, right. And, and, and who in the world printed up the sign that showed the misspelled word? word? And it just kind of drives me nuts. Um, but I appreciate what you're saying. Let me ask you a little bit about Tap Your Business of Airport Advertising. You've done sure. some stuff in that arena as well. What are some of the key things you do different in an airport ad than you would do, say, in a bus shelter ad. And you know what's so interesting is that there isn't a whole lot different that you would do. The, the difference is the clientele. So, you know, so for instance, you know, if I'm, I'm you know, I'm currently um, uh, providing bus shelter advertising to businesses around the D.C. area, and I am working more hyper-local, so I'm working with the individual businesses and the messaging is very simple, you know, cut the proper colors, the proper creative. When you get into um, the airport arena and you're, you're dealing with, you know, um, Harvard Law, Georgetown, you're, you're talking to, you know, about uh, uh, Merrill Lynch. And the reason I use those is because it's, it's a different, um, uh, just a different viewership. It, it's, it's upscale and it's it's folks with uh, uh, income that's that's spare. You know, mm-hmm. they they actually have spare income with a concept, and the messaging is still the same. It's very it's very simple. So if you if you walk through an airport and you think about the advertising, it's almost the exact same formula as it would be if it was on a billboard or a bus shelter because you only have. X amount of seconds, and I mean less than 10 seconds for each sign, to, to grab a hold of the attention of uh, the airport traveler. And the same thing with the traveler on, on, on the avenues or on the streets of, of, of any, any town. The, the one thing I think that is something to keep in mind, and this is something that, that folks do uh, in airport advertising as well as, and you mentioned Lynn the Plumber, a perfect example, repetition is so important. And I, you know, sometimes I have to say, I may have even said to you, Hey, look, I know this salesy 
But the truth is, you know, and what I mean by that is that um, if I, if Lynn the plumber grabbed you in Baltimore County and you drive from, you know, South Baltimore County to Towson and you see Lynn the plumber again, and then you drive into downtown Baltimore and you see Lynn the plumber again, that rep- repetition isn't by chance. That repetition is calculated. That repetition is strategic. Your entire day, but Lynn, Lynn the plumber kept on coming up. And, you know, that, that, that reigns true with, you know, bus shelter advertising, if you will. I mean, you drive around a town, you might see Comcast, for instance, over and over again. Like, gosh, these guys are everywhere, right? Like, and they really aren't right. everywhere. They just, they chose, they invested in multiple locations because they know that repetition is really important. And that's a, that's a great point. Let me ask you this. For a, for a guy who's just getting started with bus shelter advertising, how do I know? And my plan, by the way, is when people call us, I always ask people, you know, how'd you hear about us? Right, and right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask them that, right, because I just want to track and see. And uh, how do I know when to expand uh, and get more? I guess, obviously, you want to see the first one work, ideally, sure. and then sure. add to it and go from there. Is there a right. formula? Is there something I should be looking for that is my guide that helps me make a smart decision on saying, all right, I'm going to call Eric and do five more of these? Right. That's a great question. And, and that, that is like almost like the $100 million question when it comes to out of, out of home advertising. And I'll say this to preface what I'm going to say. So the, 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 the most prolific, for lack of a better word, prolific advertising medium out there is Internet. That's number one. Right. Now, obviously, number one, Internet advertising is killing it. Number two is out-of-home advertising. You wouldn't think, right? You would think, oh, television or, or, or radio or cable. Right. Number right. two is out-of-home. And, and the reason being is, is this, you know, I, or I, I should say this. Out-of-home advertising does not advertise on the Internet. However, the Internet invests in out-of-home advertising considerably. I mean, if you think about, you know, any sort of billboards or bus shelters or whatever, you know, th- there are tons of internet companies advertising on, on that, on our medium. And there's a reason for that. And the other, and so what, when it comes to me- what you're asking, and, and it really is a toughie, what we can do in our industry, there's something, there's a measure, measurement piece of this called geopath. And what I can do is tell you you know, there's, there is a metric to tell you, and it's very scientific. It's very mathematical and scientific. It's not just like, hey, we think. Because it, it, uh, everything is based on t- uh, folk phones nowadays. They know when people go by signs. I can tell you how many people are going by your sign. I mean, I, I absolutely can say, hey, this is the geopath number. This is your weekly number. They can break it down to ages, how many people are going by your particular message. That's where, so that I can deliver. The tough part, because you can't click on a billboard, you can't click on a bus shelter, is telling you how much actually um, shows itself in solid business to you. That's where your job with out-of-home advertising kind of comes in. Like, okay, you need to figure out how did those folks hear about us. And, um, you know, when you're bringing a company to from the subconscious to the conscious, there are tons of people that like, 
I don't know where, why I know 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, but I just know that that's a business out there. And I think, if I remember correctly, they, you, you can actually, they, they sell you know, your junk and you could potentially get a percentage of that back. They right. may not even realize where they saw it. That's the challenge with out-of-home advertising. You have to have some level of deduction saying, you know what? I know darn well they must have shopped at Tyson's two months ago or a month ago because I, this is someone who I, you know, I've never seen before. It's new business. They, they, can't, they, they actually don't know exactly where they found us, but they found it. They'll say, oh, we found you on the inter- internet. Well, how did they get to the internet? Because you, know, you, you mentioned also that you know, there's a lot of advertising that doesn't, like Len the Plumber, doesn't have a phone number any, any longer or even a website sometimes. And I think, you know, I'm going to date myself, you know, but, but, you know, back, yeah. back, back in my day, I, you know, you had to have, you know, you had to have the phone number or, or even website back in my day was new, right. You know, but um, nowadays people grab their phones and they'll say, Google call in the plumber and it'll call yeah. in the plumber. You know, that's why I think a lot of advertisers aren't even worried about phone numbers anymore. You know, they're, they're more concerned, which is like, here's our name and this is what we do. And we'll let you do the rest because, you know, as consumers, we've all gotten lazy because, you know, technology has made us so. And, you know, how often are you, are you hitting your phone looking up companies or how often are you just taking pictures of something and looking at it later? I think that that is what's happening. So the, the after the actual exchange of services and compensation is a little tougher with out-of-home advertising because there's so many variables. It's not like they're, they're uh, you know, clicking on something. One thing that sometimes folks do as, as an advertiser, they'll put a particular phone number or put a particular website link. But still, you don't, you know, they might see that all that particular website link or that phone number, but they'll just remember the name. And just you say, you know, again, you know, uh, Google, Google lend the plumber. Google, you know, one eight hundred junk refund, and it'll just bring it. Bring, uh, you know, the the technology will just bring them right to you. That's 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 a great point. Um, and I I was going to ask you also a little bit about you talked about repetition. I've had people contact me over the years and have said, "Yeah, we'd like to, you know, have you advertise with us." And okay, how long do I? Well, you need to do it for a certain amount of time. It's going to take a lot of repetition before your message gets out or, you know, people need to see your ad a number of times before they will act. And I think I understand that concept, but in my little world, I say to myself, but if I write a really good ad, a really catchy ad that can get your attention quick, why shouldn't I get results right off the bat? And, and my little experience over the years, I did a, when I started my own business, it was actually in August of, I don't know, a bunch of years ago, and I had been a scoutmaster in our church, and I was selling firewood, and I had a truck. I was going, let's see, what can I do with this truck? I wrote an ad in the local Gazette newspaper in <laughs> August. Nobody buys firewood in August, but I wrote an right, ad, right. and if you, look at, if you look at ads that just said, you know, a seasoned cord of oak firewood, 150 bucks. Seasoned oak firewood, 210 bucks. Seasoned oak firewood, 185 bucks. And they all said the same thing. And I thought, well, if you just write an ad and you put your price in, People are probably going to go to the lowest price, right? But it's not about the price of the transaction, in my mind. It's about the overall value of the transaction. 
Right. right? Agreed. And so I, I wrote an ad that I didn't put a price in. I just wrote an ad that said one quart of seasoned oak firewood, guaranteed best value. And then I said, plus two pints of Ben and Jerry's ice cream for each delivery. (laughs) I didn't put a price of the wood in, right? First night that that ad hit, I got 16 calls. Wow. Right? And one guy, first ad, right? And one guy even called me up and he goes, I don't, I don't even need the wood. He goes, I want the damn ice cream. When can can you get me the ice cream? (laughs) He goes, how much is the ice cream? I said, it's 175 and I said, it's $175 for two pints, and we throw in a free quart of firewood. Guy goes, done. <laughs> Bring it to me Saturday. Perfect. <laughs> I, went, perfect. I went, perfect. This is my, okay, so this is my kind of thing. So I'm going to take another break real quick. This is a junk refund show. We're having a lot of fun talking with Eric Selby, my buddy who is the district manager of Insight Street Media in Sterling, Virginia, a real pro, 30 years of experience in the advertising business. When we come back, Eric, I want you to think of, during the break of just a couple of examples, and you've kind of mentioned a few of them here in this kind of the, the sidetrack as we've gone through here. Who are some of the people out there that are just really good at creating really clever ads that people remember? i got a few in my head. I just want to okay. highlight some of the superstars out there. We'll talk about that for a few minutes when we get back. If you have a question, by the way, that you want to toss at Eric, anything about advertising, give us a phone call, and we will be happy to take your call and answer the questions. But you're here with the Junk Refund Show. I'll be back in just a minute with my guest, Eric Selby of Insight Street Media. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff, especially the good stuff? At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Hey, you're back with uh, Alan Cook and my guest, Eric Selby, at the Junk Refund Show here on bbsradio.com. I have to say, I, I mentioned the phone number incorrectly. If you have, if you want to call in and uh, ask Eric a question about advertising, the number is 888-627-6008, and we'll be happy to take your call. We've got a real pro here, 30 years of experience in the advertising business, uh, Eric Selby, my friend from Insight Street Media. Eric, just a, a chance to comment on some of the real pros in the advertising business that have really done some fabulous ads. Are there a couple that just come to mind? I, I think a few that come to mind. Um, and it, it's almost the, the businesses that use non sequitur uh, imaging. And what I mean by that is like, I, I think two, two in particular come to mind. One is Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A. If you remember, I'm thinking about out of home advertising here is they have the infamous cows. You know, the cows that are up on the billboards, yes. the cows are saying, eat more chicken. Like, 
Who was yeah. the person who came up with the idea of like, how are we going to sell chicken sandwiches? Let's have cows do it. Is brilliant. And and what's so neat about that? You know, you see those cow. You you see a cow. You know, the white cow with the black black spots, or is it a black right. cow with the white spots? I'm not sure which. And you think of Chick Fil A. I think that's brilliant. And and it's a great way of presenting their messaging in a fun way. Another company that comes to mind is Geico. And you say, okay, what is the what is Geico's uh, messaging? What is their image? What is their um, their mascot, if you will. And it depends on who you talk to. Someone's going to say, it's the caveman, right? It's the Geico caveman. But some are going to say, yeah, no, true. It's, it's, it's the gecko. It's the lizard. So, like, what what does the lizard, and I understand gecko, got, got it, like Geico, they connect that. But what's, you know, right. it's so easy a caveman can do it. You had to really come up with a really cool, you know, you, you had to, I, I can only imagine the advertising agency or copywriter who was presenting this to to the Geico executives for the first time, and they're like, "What?" You know, and you think about the success that it's had, and what what it's, what it's done. It's created just a, a theme, and you talk about a repetition. Like there, there's a repetition. You always see the lizard, or you would always see the caveman. You know that sort of thing, and you connect that because of that repetitive messaging and the same thing with the cows. And, you know, you, you, you drive across country, you know, if I'm driving down to Florida from the DC area, how many times do you see the cows? It's about repetition. I think they've really done it, done it really well. And the other, uh, I guess a couple of other co- companies, I already mentioned McDonald's do it really well. They keep it simple. You know, there's that old, you know, the old, uh, uh, keep it simple, stupid, the kiss, uh, acronym. Yes. And, I, yes. and I think McDonald's has done that. Um, Coca-Cola kills it with that because, you know, you could go buy um, an out-of-home advertising ad. It would just be all red, and they would just have the outline of the bottle. It doesn't even say Coke. It's just the outline of the bottle. Even their bottle is iconic. They're just – everything they do has been smart. It's just smart approach. Just like, you know, if any business has uh, – is trying to get their – number one – Keep it simple. Number two, make it iconic. And pre, the person who makes it iconic is the business. You know, you, and what you do and the way you make it iconic is and the repetition. And after a while, it just becomes, you know, it becomes, you know, hey, you don't say, hey, could you make a copy of this, uh, of this um, piece of paper for me? I mean, you say, hey, can you Xerox this? Right. It's become so iconic. Right. You don't say, hey, do you need a no, tissue? Good point. Like, hey, That's a great point. Yes. Do you want, you know, do you want Kleenex? You know, like, well, Kleenex is a brand. You know, you don't even think about that. That's right. You know? So, um, and I, I've even noticed, hey, do you have a PC or an Apple? You know, it's not even like, what, what is your what is your option? Apple is, you don't even think about that type of computer. Apple is its own brand unto itself. You see that, app, you see you see the Apple logo. You know right away what it is. And it's, it doesn't say anything. It's just a, a simple logo. It's, it's just, that's the way to do it. And the way they've done it, keeping it simple making it repetitive, making it um, so uh, so you can't miss it. And after a while, you know what it is before before they've even completed the message. You know right away, oh, there must be a new iPad out or there must be a new phone out because Apple's advertising. That's, that's, those are great comments. I, as you were talking about Geico, I remember seeing a sign. I wish I could remember the name of the insurance company. So see that, that I, guess I haven't seen the sign enough yet. But it had an image of a tiger on there. I'm going to call it Tiger Insurance. I don't know if okay. that even exists or not. But the slogan was brilliant. The slogan says, we eat geckos. Ah, 
See? Smart. <laughs> smart. And I went, that's smart. That's yeah. one, you know, that's kind of up there. What I did with our, and, and, and again, I'm just, I mean, I'm no genius here, but I do have a little bit of a creative head, I think, somewhat. And what I did with our bus shelter uh, ad, I just, I tried to not put a lot of text in there. And I, I've got a photo of a lady, a true story, a lady holding a check that made 800 and got $873 back on an $1,800 junk removal job in San Antonio. And we went down there twice. Uh, she's getting ready to move her mom back to D.C. from San Antonio. We hauled out some stuff, and towards the end, she said, oh, by the way, can you take this stuff in the closet that my late husband stuck in there? And she pulls out some musical instruments, and a couple of those are some Fender guitars. Wow. And I'm going, okay. We had five instruments and i took him i just looked up a local ebay seller in san antonio i dropped him off at his house over the next month he sold him for 3400 bucks wow so he takes basically half right he handled the whole thing right. he basically took half or so and ebay takes a chunk so about half and he sent me a check for about 1700 bucks and i turned around and gave her half of what i got and i sent her a check for 873 dollars and that is the lady who's on the bus shelter that people are going to start seeing in Tyson. So it's a true story. And it just says, for those of you listening, it just says $873 back, exclamation point at the top. And then it has the picture of the lady. It gives you that, that, that idea. It's like a lottery winner standing there holding a check. I mean, that you don't right. need to put a lot of words to that kind of an image, right? You get right. the message, and a, pic- a picture's worth a 1,000 words. And then it just has our logo at the bottom. And the only other thing I put on there, and this was intentional, I put next generation junk removal because I'm trying to suggest to people that there's a better way to do this now. And there's right. a company out there that actually looks out for you and tries to make you a few bucks and send it your way, you know, as we go about doing what we do. Um, it's, 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 you know, they, they talk about how great minds think together, Eric. The, the, the example that I would have given if you had asked me the question of great advertisers would have been Chick-fil-A. That's right. the first one I thought of. Because yeah. I think of those darn cows. They're everywhere. That's right. <laughs> brilliant. And it's, you know, it's, it's brilliant. It, it is. It's brilliant stuff. So those of you that are creative, um, call Eric and uh, fill out a you know resume or well, I don't know, whatever. But do you get people, by the way, who, who say, you know, I want to do some bus advertising, and they come to you and they say, will Insight design my ad? And do you guys do that end of the business as well? We do, we do, and and uh, when you invest in uh, in advertising and in, in our signs, we provide. You know, you, we would want to talk with you. Our, we have a production department, and our production department, and I'm sure I, I, I maybe you've worked with them as well. But you, you, yeah, they're they, terrific. Ha- yeah, you, thank you. You have a conversation with them. You talk about the verbiage that you want because you know you start with, hey, what's your message? What do you want to say? And you work you know, with, with the proper imaging, whether it's a picture, and you're, you're absolutely right that a picture is a thousand words, um, a, the proper picture, the proper graphics. And we, des- we help design, and then you approve that design, of course, and we produce your posters at the commencement of the program for absolutely free. Which I love, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, we, you know, to tell you, you had asked earlier in the conversation about, hey, how, you know, how does this work? How do you measure it? How do you measure it? And I, I can tell you this. 
our average, and this is our average, our average customer is with us for eight years. So, you know, you think about businesses, most, not most, some businesses or a lot of businesses out there don't even last that long. But knowing that our average customer is with us eight years, that tells you that there are customers that are with us, you know, 12 years, 14 years. Because, you know, know, there might be a, a new store opening like, hey, we want to advertise for a year and just make sense for the first year and then we're out because we're established. But most most of our advertisers are with us eight years. And I'm I'm totally confident because you know nobody wants to waste money, right? People waste time all the time, right. which I think which I which I, I mentioned earlier is, is total value and money right there. But people don't want to waste money. So nobody would waste money on out of home advertising or on my shelters if it didn't work. And if they're there for an average of eight years, that alone tells you it absolutely works. It absolutely Something's works. working. What, yeah. One of the companies I called um, in over the course of the last couple of years, because I've talked to different you know, bus shelter advertising companies over, over time, and, and, and I'm just really thrilled to be connected with you and the way that you're handling this and the great job that you and, and your people behind you are, are doing. But one of, the, one of the things I saw, and again, this is my going to church on 16th Street again, I see the Clear Channel bus shelter ads. So I think it's Clear Channel that's doing them, and they're digital and so it'll, you know, advertise Joe's business, then it'll advertise Susie's business, then it'll advertise, you know, Joe's. What are the trade-offs between an, an electronic bus shelter compared to a, I'm going to call it a stationary bus shelter, like what I'll have? Well, I think, that, and there are trade-offs. That's a great uh, description. You know, there, there are positives and negatives to, to, to digital advertising. The positive is that it is a moving message. It absolutely, you know, so if you have a commercial that's already been been created, you can edit it, that commercial, if you will, into a spot on out-of-home advertising. So the, the, the benefit is that there, there's moving messages and anything that moves, moves catches the eye. That's the positive, and it really is a great for certain campaigns. The, the negative, I think, with digital advertising is twofold. Uh, there's an old adage that says, you put static advertising in front of moving people, and you put moving advertising in front of static people. So in That's other words... That's a great statement. It really is it's something to think about. So te- when you're watching television, when you're sitting there eating your Doritos watching television, it makes perfect sense to sit there and, and watch a 30-second, 60-second spot because you're stationary watching something moving. The, the, the bad situation with, with digital advertising on the streets is that you're busy, you're rolling by. So if a client, yeah. you know, if a client um, buys a 10 second spot and it takes me, uh, and, and usually it's on a wheel. So, so it's, it'll be on a, a minute wheel, if you will, as an example. So, so there will be um, six 10 second spots in a, in a minute. And then it'll, then it'll come back around again. If I drive by and, uh, by a particular sign and your 10 second spot isn't running, your money just was wasted. The, right. the consumer that you're trying to target. Now you're going to catch a consumer every, you know, every minute, but do you want to catch them every minute or do you want to catch them 24 seven? And what you're paying for digital versus static 
there's not a big difference because you're paying for a static sign, a, a bus shelter sign that, that's up there in, in a location that you picked or you agreed upon 24 7, 365, or you're paying about the same money for a digital sign that is going to be running, you know, every minute. And, and you, you break it down, and if you, if you do a cost analysis, I'm not sure if it's the right thing. I'm just, you know, and maybe it is for, for certain advertisers, but I believe in, in out of home advertising, um, static advertising makes sense. I, I love that idea of, of moving advertising for static viewers and static advertising for moving, moving viewers makes an awful lot of sense to me. I think that's a, I think that's a brilliant comment. Um, tell people that just in the last couple of minutes, there, there might be something that you're dying to talk about that I haven't given you a chance to talk about. I want you to obviously mention how people get a hold of you, what they should you know, look for, how to contact you. Just take a, take a minute or two. Tell us anything else you want to about the advertising business or about your company, et cetera, just to make sure we give you a chance to kind of have the final word here. Sure. I, I, pr- I appreciate that, Alan. You know, Insight Street Media is you know we're talking about the Washington metropolitan area, but but we're all over the United States. You know we are located all over the U.S. We're located all over Canada, and you can always you know reach us by going to uh, you know insight it's insightsm.com, and we're also we have two names. We're also known as Creative Outdoor, and you can go to creativeoutdoor.com, and you can take a look at all the many markets that that we. Uh, that we service, and we're located, you know, for instance, in LA, in DC, uh, Atlanta, New York, Westchester, Tampa, Miami, and you don't have to necessarily contact all those. You know, I, as a district manager, I, I can uh, represent all those markets. You know, you and I were working on the DC area, but I also work on many other markets as well. And you're welcome to call me. Um, and, and this is my direct mobile. I'm happy to, to, to share it. It's 703-203-8100. And if they have any questions, they're welcome to give me a ring. I'm happy to assist. And, you know, it isn't even about, you know, sale, advertising sales. If they want to just talk about the business or, you know, talk about, you know, some, uh, you know, some advice, I'm, I'm happy to share it. I, I love advertising. I love marketing. And I love media. I'm happy to talk about it anytime. That's a that's a great summary, and I can tell just by the the vibe you have and the the energy that you have that you're that you're saying that you mean exactly what you say. Here's my closing thought, folks, and I'm I'm one of these mathematics guys that likes to kind of put a number to something and measure it. I, I'm not going to tell you how much I pay in a month for this bus shelter sign that's going up, but I I I'm telling you I. I am getting a million dollars worth of joy out of it. That's not even up yet because I'm so <laughs> excited to kind of lift our business a little bit and get it out of the gutters, so to speak, and out of the medians and up onto the up onto a professional-looking sign that doesn't clutter up a community. But I will tell you this. I just figured it out while you were talking here. I did it like three or four times to make sure I'm getting it right. This is going to cost me, folks, less than 25 cents an hour to advertise here. Now, less than 25 cents an hour is what it's going to cost me. I did the math like four times. 
for the cost of one sign, one bus shelter sign for a month, broken down into 30 days divided by 24 hours, that number is less than 25 cents an hour, okay? And I'm telling you, that is a great deal to advertise your message anyplace. And I am thrilled to, to have had Eric Selby with Inside Street Media as my guest today, a great guy to talk to. Give me your phone number one more time, Eric, in case anybody wants to give you a shout. Sure, thanks. It's 703-203-8100. Thank you so much. And, folks, we'll be back next Thursday at 3 o'clock. Um, I can't wait. About two weeks from now, my first bus shelter sign goes up in Tysons, Virginia. Thanks to Eric and his wonderful company, Inside Street Media. And I am the happiest junk remover guy in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area because <laughs> we're, we're about to raise the scope of our industry. And I told somebody, Eric, real quick, I told somebody the other day, this bus sign, this first bus shelter sign, may change our industry if it, nationwide. If it really works, right? It's gonna. If you've got to start giving money back to people as a junk removal company, or your last generation junk removal, right? And that's the thrill that I'm excited to put out there. So, thanks everybody. Thanks to Don Newsom, our producer, for all the great work he does every week, and to BBSRadio.com. It's Alan Cook of the Junk Refund Show. You can listen to this show about 24 hours from now. It'll be on a couple of different podcasts. And again, a special thanks to my buddy Eric from Insight Street Media, who's done a wonderful job helping to take 1-800-JUNK-REFUND a cut above the other junk removal companies, in my humble opinion, as far as some, some outside street media-type advertising, and I'm thrilled with it. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next Thursday at 3 o'clock. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Junk Refund Show, the longest-running junk removal radio show on the air. Join us next week as we discuss innovative ways to declutter your home, your business, and your life using 20 years of junk removal experience. Find out why we give out free ice cream gift cards to our clients, too. In upcoming shows, we will explore how to get the junk out of your relationships, your spiritual life, your waistline, even your travel life. Plus, call in with questions and situations you would like some help with at one 800 junk refund we are committed to bringing the next generation of junk removal because not all junk is junk see you next week on the junk refund show every thursday afternoons at 3 p.m eastern time right here on bbs radio tv